Hey yo, it's so real, it's so true, it's so real, can't forget about you. Hi everyone, welcome to McFlanagan Weekly, I am titular host Nicholas, thank you for listening, thank you for listening, today's guest is so good, it's John Daly. Super funny actor, comedian. Uh, there were things I was going to ask. I asked some of them. I didn't get to tell him how excited my mom was about um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was on Curb Your Enthusiasm as a postal worker earlier this year. You may have seen it in a great season of Curb, and he was so funny. My mom and I watched every episode of I'm Dying Up Here, which he's also on. And, uh, you know, you might know him from The Peppermen. You might know him from Comedy Bang Bang. You might know him from Kroll Show, Big Mouth, Bob's Burgers. This is John Daly I'm talking about. Maybe you're just a fan of all the awesome stuff he's done going back to Cracked Out with Brett Gelman. I mean, it, it it's a long list, and he is such a funny guy. Uh, he was just on my buddy Damian Abraham's uh, Turned Out a, a Punk podcast, so you can hear about uh, his roots in getting into music there. We still talk about it here. Um, but, you know, I talked to John because he's been going live every night on Instagram to help uh, put the word out about this single for Abracadabralifornia, which is uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers-esque song that he put out a couple years back. It's now a single with his Lil Xan diss track on the back. And um, it'll be out this Black Friday in the U.S. It's Black Friday to those not in the U.S. It's November 26th. Um, go to John Daly on Twitter. Go, to, It's on Northern Spy Records or John, John Daly-stagram. I, he gives the his Instagram. Look up John Daly on Instagram. I'm sure you'll find it. And uh, order the 7-inch. This is a big deal. Anyway, uh, great talk with John. Um, thank you for listening. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. Here's my talk with John Daly. So we're recording again. Yeah, I started recording again because I didn't. You stopped. He stopped recording everybody. And then he went, hey, I just I wanted to say hi. And I was like, well, we said hi. We <laughs> might as well record this and do I... it. This is it's like. It starts with a prank. It's a little bit of a prank. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did model this podcast on a certain WTF, of course. And, uh, right. you know, right. the model. Yeah. I mean, that's a great podcast. Is it um, ever? What, are, what else do you listen to? What are your podcasts? It's, oh, it's been weird, like, for the last few years because... Um, I mean, I love the best show and I used to listen to best show podcast before, but you know, when you get off track with it, it gets tough to kind of jump back in, you know? Right. And, but like the best show will be perennially on the list. Yesterday I listened yeah. to Tur turned out a punk with That's uh, a great you. podcast. Oh, yeah. really? Okay, cool. Yeah. We've both been on it. I want to let you know. Right. That, you know, we're brothers in that. Sense. Damien. Yes. Damien from fucked up. I have is, known him for uh, so long. Oh, so you're you you go back in a Canada way. Oh, quite quite 
quite a, a long time ago. I mean, we, uh, we used to, he worked at a, like the cool video store and he was like the stoked kid. You remember stoked kids from the punk um, scene? Like, what's up, dude? Like, I'm fucking, I know every, I, I know every band. Exactly. That's how I, like, yeah, but yeah, he knows like, he's like an encyclopedic knowledge of things. He seems like that kind of guy, but yeah. usually those kind of guys aren't as cool and insanely uh, gra like uh, down to earth. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, uh, talented Damien. also not to be well, weird. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. He, I mean, he's got it. But that being said, I will say that when they are like that, it is pretty freaking cool. And, you know, I have a lot more respect for not a lot more respect. That's like, <laughs> that's one of those sentence starters. I don't want to do anymore. Well, one guy who's really, I would say the ultimate stoked dude is par probably another Canadian, Nardwar. Yes, Nardwar is an, an ultimate stoked. Sto stoked dude. And, you know, Nardwar is in my DNA. Not that he's related to me. Right. I was obsessed with Nardwar from age uh, 12 or 13. Like, we found a bootleg. Um, not a bootleg. We found his, like, VHS that he made called Welcome to My Castle. And we found out about his bands. And we would, like, write Nardwar buy these record compilations and my friend Andrew and I, uh, both members of the band wrong hole. Sure. Um, we great name. Thank you. I appreciated wrong your hole. shout out to judgment night soundtrack part two. By the That's way. a great band name. Well, name your bands, name all of your bands oh, in you did, order you from judgment night soundtrack. No, but you, I didn't, I didn't say name all your bands. I just said, you just name told me the judgment night one. So that was actually our album title. That was the band. Teen crud combo. Teen, Teen crud combo. Crud combo. Teen crud combo. And then uh, the killer elite was after that. Dope. And then brutal nights. Yes. Was after that. And then uh, wrong hole. Then wrong hole. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much it. You know, maybe there were some side. Wrong projects. hole. Wrong hole is it's a koan. Like wrong, it's a poem. It's it's like a Zen poem. Like wrong hole, it just sends your mind spiraling. It could mean so many things. I appreciate that a lot because I yeah. think you know you go online and you see all these names and it's like or all these memes that are like wrong hole and it's like a monkey making a face like it's got something in its butt or whatever. Right. It's just like no, this was because we have like a weird key, a weird synth sound. So the idea is like we almost fell down the wrong musical hole. If that makes any sense, you know. Right. That's, right. I wouldn't have wanted to call it wrong hole if it was just like a weird, like, bloodhound gang concept. Like a bloodhound gang concept? In yeah, what you way? Know, like, like a like teen I, mystery thing? <laughs> what mystery? <laughs> was well, bloodhound gang. Uh, bloodhound that... gang was a teen mystery show on PBS that I watched reruns of. It was very like 1970s and. That was the aesthetic as a person who grew up in the 80s that I thought was normal was like this kind of 70s thing. Or maybe maybe it was 80s. And I just think of yeah. every like I think of TV. What was normal TV for me was all these browns and kind of like um, like uh, uh, oranges and, and autumn yeah. colors of the 70s is very comforting to me. Yeah, I had that, too. Um, yeah. You know, Electric Company. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. The there were even the cartoons were so strange. In Canada, we got a lot of like weird 
European ones as well. Things like the Green Forest and um, this thing Ooh. called Dr. Snuggles. Yeah, the Green Forest was very soothing. That's cool. Dr. Yeah. Snuggles. They had uh, some foreign things on Nickelodeon, like they had Count Ducula. And <laughs> that was a... They had uh, this British company called Thames uh, Television or something like that. Thames. And the, it, their uh, their thing was... Uh, their their kind of like title card was Big Ben on the Thames. and you'd, Or you'd see the Thames. I don't know. Anyway... They had Count Ducula, and I loved that show. As a kid, they'd play reruns of this show on Nickelodeon. I was, uh, I think loved that it. sounds really familiar, but yeah. I think it might have been too, um, not to be sound xenophobic, but I was young, and I think the young are yeah. inherently a little scared of different. I, I think it was just a little too British for me, if I recall. Right. Well, I remember having a, I had a reaction to British things that was just like, ugh, at first. <laughs> but then I discovered the young ones. Did you ever watch The Young Ones? Oh, yeah. I heard you talking about it on Damien's podcast. Yeah, The oh, Young yeah. Ones was incredible. That was a huge influence for me. And, that is so uh, cool. Yeah, well, they they uh, we got the... We had it on VHS. Like, we, we recorded it off... I guess PBS had it, or maybe MTV or something like that. Like, it was probably it, something weird like PBS, because PBS was yeah. really, you know, British-y. Yeah, and... I, I saw that show when I was like eight or something like that, like really young. And I, it blew my mind. And I was just like, wow, TV can be just crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't see uh, it until I was a teenager and like sort of into punk or something, because there's some scene that we, my friends and I were obsessed with where like Motorhead is playing and he's running to, to go to the show or something. But Alexi yeah. Sale was, right. we loved... And this is a this is kind of a John Daly tie-in because we loved uh, "Didn't You Kill My Brother," which to me is like a perennial comedy Shit. song. You know, I've never, uh, I've never. Oh no, I have heard that. I, didn't heard, you I kill, have heard. Didn't that. you kill? Didn't you kill my brother? Didn't you kill? If okay, you haven't no. watched it, I in haven't depth, heard that. But I, I knew was... that he was a music dude that was that did comedy. Oh, right? I, I, I didn't even sale? know that. Oh, maybe not. Maybe he just did comedy, but he was like, look, I'm making anything up. I don't know that much about the dude. I'm not going to pretend to. You don't so, have to know much. I'm doing a new podcast where people lie a lot in, <laughs> out of convenience, and but but also to beef up their stories. You know, they'll, they'll lie. I'm doing a podcast about podcasts, right? So um, it's going to start next year. I have a bunch banked. And um, or, or edit love... that part. Maybe I shouldn't say this or something. But but anyway, no, you no, gotta I be think... on. You got. I told you about this, right? You got to be on it. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to be on a podcast about podcasts. And yeah, we talk about podcasts. I mean, it's possible. I, I listen doing... to tons of podcasts, but for the podcast, I've listened to unbelievable amounts of podcasts to find episodes to talk about that are like interesting or whatever, or just the point of them is they're insanely boring podcasts about like, you know, like uh, community Mar development or something like yeah. that. I, are you um, really listening to a shit ton of, of podcasts? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's amazing to me. Cause I actually have just to go back to the ones that I am listening to, cause I'm going to broaden out of all the ones in like comedy for a second. Cause with eight, like I got really into like ADHD uh, checking out, what's going on with that. And um, there's all these ADHD type podcasts and that like, and some of them are run by guys who are like seriously ADD. So they're like, this podcast is like 15 minutes. 
because that's all we can do. And then like it, it's rushed off. So the sounds weird and like the Skype stuff is off and, and uh, it's called, that one's called faster than normal. I do like it. And, yeah. uh, and that kind of exposed me to the, so other. what's the point of the ADHD? Is it to kind of like be a person out there? You can ask questions about ADHD too. Well, I've, I've no, I've got it. And, uh, I, I do too. Oh, do you? I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Undiagnosed, but I definitely have some version of it. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, that's, um, a completely valid thing because there's so many, um, legitimate books that will like tell you what the, um, what you call it, like characteristics are. And it's not one of those things where I think people who have this kind of thing go like, Oh, this, this is everybody, you know? And right. then you talk to someone and they're like, that's not me. And you're like, Oh, yeah. it's not everybody. It's like, but, but yeah, I got diagnosed with it really late, like 30, like, six or seven years ago and then when i moved back from la i was like okay shit's kind of weird i'm in i'm in a low so i'm gonna just like deal with this so from reading all these books and all that stuff i i wound up listening to certain podcasts and stuff and it's uh it's interesting yeah you know. well people lie a lot and i'm i'm kind of like trying to and there's a lot of men's wellness out there. If you Google wellness, Google the word wellness and just like these, there's a lot of like Joe Rogan runoff. There's a lot of like, hmm. because of Joe Rogan, like being so popular, like people will just do like one thing that Joe Rogan does. Like they'll talk about like men, like, you know, like men's wellness in some way or like just so they can like kind of like get into supplement advertising. It's <laughs> such a weird thing. And uh, I found this, this podcast called wellness force that nobody should check out because wellness force horrible, oh but it's this dude that just is just like the pandemic, the hoax that was perpetrated by the Democrats is being foisted upon us. And like has these grifter doctors who are just salivating to like be on his show. It's like super fucked up and has tons of followers and just like tells lies. But then there are like weird versions of people telling lies where they kind of clearly like point a story towards making them look cool <laughs> which is <laughs> an interesting thing to do but anyway no but like what what uh is something that great. comes to mind about that because i do want to know about the making them seem look cool i don't know if i put the words together in the right order like i this dude, i think this dude tells a story on this podcast where he's like he's like yeah um uh this like meme guy he's like yeah so um yeah i mean good at he's like they're talking about wellness and mental health and stuff and they're talking about acts of service that you can do to like people or for people and so this guy's like yeah i mean act, you got to do acts of service you know you got to do um uh you know he's like he's like yeah so i'm in the street the other day i, I saw this woman and she was homeless and you know i, I gave her i gave her um you know, an amount of money and, um, that, you know, was enough for this woman noticed how much I gave her 
And she came over and just like, wow, you're a really good guy. And I was like, I don't need that. He like (laughs) did this like hero story of just like, I just happened to be a great guy. You know, like he did everything but like make up an amount of fake money that he didn't get. Like he could have been like, look, it's 50 bucks. It's nothing for me. But, you know, like (laughs) for you, that's like I'm that kind of guy. I'm that kind of guy. And that's it. How many packs of smokes is that lady? I've hooked you up. And that's not a problem because like. That's not why I'm bringing this up. Yeah. <laughs> so but anyway, yeah. yeah. That's funny. I mean, it's it's really true. It's like when celebrities kind of get on Twitter, like all that canceling and shit, like the defending of them always cracks me up too because it's always people who go like, defending no, who? did you know they like went in the soup line and they fed all these people and they did this? And it's like, yeah, that's kind of necessary when you hit a certain position. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. I mean, oh, you mean like they're just like, well, not for Kurt Russell. You know, Kurt Russell's like, I'm nowhere politically. I'm just, I'm Kurt Russell. (laughs) He just said, like, I don't have a political side just because he doesn't want to say I'm a Republican, probably. Yeah, do you respect that? Are you into that? No, I think it's just like you, first of all, anything you do is political. Anything you say about politics is political, so not saying about it. Mm-hmm. anything about it basically just makes everyone know that you're for Trump. And so you are saying it. So you might as well just fucking say it, you dipshit. But he feels ashamed because he is voting for a racist and he knows it's bad and people know it's bad in their souls, but they vote for it anyways because they liberals are people that uh, people really deeply hate. And yeah, they it's, hate it's a contrarian deeply. viewpoint, you know, that, that yeah. it, it, it's so reactionary that's what's wild to me is like i used to think reactionary was like a bad word like if somebody said it you'd go oh that's a a reactionary yeah yeah but now i feel like that's just you know on some level society but certainly conservative like yeah like media youtube shit the best yeah some of the best (laughs) yeah that's some of the most reliably well-made intelligent stuff that youtube stuff um (laughs) we're all youtube now we're all youtube i mean who wouldn't be i've got my youtube check it out john daly um youtube backslash john daly i'm going on twitch i'm doing it no you should be covid grams are are killing it you know we went live the other day i mean how fun was that it was really fun and it was a really nice surprise and it reminded me of your big heart John, you know, like, I know you're not trying to seem like a hero or anything, but I appreciate you were always very welcoming to me from whenever it was I met you. I love Canadians, Nick, and you fall into that category. It's really a Canada (laughs) thing. I'm just like, God, I love I love these Canadian people. You know, they're so lovely. And so any Canadian that wants to go live. No, but I have I have weirdly been getting tons of people from Toronto specifically that are like, hey, we're in Toronto that uh, I go live with and they show me their PPE. I've been doing a thing live where I'm like, show me your PPE, <laughs> like show me your full setup. <laughs> and uh, that's been fun. I did a thing uh, where I could, I yesterday where I, um, I rhymed any word without you. Someone could give me a word and I would rhyme it. And that was weirdly very fun for people and me. 
And thank you for your compliment. You know, I I am a great guy, and I have a huge heart, and um, I love people. You know, and you're a nice guy, and um, you know, I I try to be welcoming to people, and um, you know, that's that's good. And th- the Canadians have been so welcoming to me that I feel like I have to return the favor by yeah being welcoming to them when they move to Los Angeles. And there's, I think you. Admit, there's tons of Canadians in Los Angeles. There are tons. They're being filtered out right now. Are they? In the great... Well, no, and yes. I think that at the beginning of this, a lot of people who like didn't have secure work necessarily, but were in LA right. trying to make it, they were just like, well, that's now's I'm not out. the yeah. time. That's true. Yeah, a lot of people did that. I and then, but not just Canadians. I think a lot of people who were, you know just in LA and we're like, well, I'll sublet or something and move back and save some money. Right. You know, and I was talking to someone the other day and they, they were like, yeah, but I can't tell people that I've done this. Cause I still want to have, you know, that LA thing where you tell people you're around, which seems to be the key thing to be right. around. Well, you can just say, yeah, I'm around and pretend you live in L.A. and live in Toronto. And then if someone says like, oh, there's a party tomorrow night and you feel like flying out, you know, it's uh, if it's off season, you know, that's 200 bucks and maybe it's worth it. Maybe it'll get you (laughs) go to a cool party, have some fun. Maybe you'll get a job or a wife or something. Or both. Wouldn't that they call that a job and a wife, a job and a wife. Yeah. Jeopardy. Is that? Yeah. Or. Yeah, that's double jet. No, that's double. That's double cool. Double cool. Double that's gift. Double chill. What's the opposite of jeopardy? Safety. Double safety. You know what would be a boring game? Safety. It's just the answers and then the answers. They give you the answer and you used to say it. <laughs> There's safety. no question. You're not saying a question. You're saying the answer back to the <laughs> that's host. What I like. Host, that's a chimpanzee. <laughs> that's a Canadian. That's a Canadian game show minus the chimpanzee. It would just be like a guy who was like looked kind of like a chimpanzee by accident. Yeah. Just a game show where the competitors hug and get points, and they uh, they keep tying, and you give them a thousand bucks and send them on their way. They measure like how how like your knuckles are curled, like how many inches your knuckles are curled into the person's back. Oh, he are so loving. you win oh he's more loving there you go yeah that's that's yeah that's what do you think that's the future the future is is love i i do hope game show called snuggle (laughs) snuggle bears and it's just like i'm a snuggle bear and the host (laughs) is like the host is like a a really cute monkey (laughs) the masked the masked snuggler (laughs) <laughs> the mask snuggler thank you the mask snuggler oh john daly's daly's the masked snuggler this week yeah man I you know what watch. i didn't know that guy could snuggle <laughs> <laughs> i recognize that hug i saw it on the daytime emmys <laughs> but oh man um that's daily that's daily so you have things I mean, that's the thing is like, I rushed to ask you on the podcast. I've wanted you for a long time, but right. I rushed to have you because you got shit out. I'm going to put this out like tomorrow. We're talking now. This is out tomorrow. Cause oh, I want to, yeah. well, that's, that's Thanksgiving. Well, my album comes out black Friday. It's um, 
called Abracadabra California. It's based on my uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers parody song, and my in the B side is my Lil Xan parody song. Um, Abracadabra California is the Peppers song that fooled the world. Um, after I pretended that it was a new Peppers release before they played the Super Bowl in 2014. And then the Lil Xan song is a diss song I wrote about Lil Xan. It's pretty funny stuff. In 2018, it's called I'm Your Dad. Wrote that after the mumble rapper Lil Xan dissed me on Twitter. And so I uh, put out that song. Oh, he dissed you. It's a, it's a funny song. He dissed you first. Now, he what's dissed the... me first. Well, I, I said a tw I, my tweet, right, was was just a random not by the way not funny tweet where i was just like tired and i was like i'll tweet something and it was just like hey mumble rappers i don't know if you're gonna regret something bad like something about face tattoos like you're gonna regret them. i'm sure you won't regret those or something mm -hmm, mm -hmm. wasn't good and then but for some reason some of his fans got a hold of the tweet right and he he wrote back he he wrote back, oh, yeah, are you jealous of my talent and wealth as well? <laughs> and, like, his 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 fans were like, oh, oh, or something like that. And, I mean, and then I and then I I realized, like, it would be funny, basically, to make a diss song against this guy and uh, call it I'm Your Dad. And so yeah. uh, me and Cyrus, who I make music with, did it. And it's so uh, awesome. It got good uh, notices. Yeah, I loved it. I was showing it around. It got you know? better reviews than Lil Xan's record from Rolling Stone and uh -huh. ME. Pitchfork? Uh, Pitchfork. Uh, no, Pitchfork did not review it, but Stereo Gum did and um, uh, Yahoo Music. And uh, yeah. Do you Pretty respect Yahoo? Over everything. Yeah, yeah. they're really my, they're really my, uh, you know, guiding lights they're my siskel they're my ebert did you <laughs> but are they your roper that's what i want to oh, know they're my mr roper <laughs> but here's my, my question. joker your joker what's the what's the best uh who's the best joker john best joker loaded question best joker best joker jack Jack Nicholson. No, definitely Jack Nicholson. There's no, to me, there's no comparison. Yeah, he was awesome. He's just so fun. Like, you know, Heath Ledger's incredible. What a performance. It's amazing. I just yeah. like, you know, those movies, it's not about Heath Ledger. It's about those movies have a different tone. And like the first two Batmans are still, they maybe it's because they came out in my childhood. I don't know. But like Batman Returns and Batman like Michael Keaton Batman's is are fucking so good, right? Oh yeah. I don't know. I mean they were so they they're were like, like my favorite movies at that yeah, time. Yeah, they were my favorite anything. Yeah. yeah I, I watched I the first Batman shirts. so many times. Yeah, I, I fucking love that stuff. So so while I think the performances are I mean, Leto's my favorite Joker. You know, obviously <laughs> Leto he did the pranks that you need to do. He put the condoms in people's trailer. No, I don't know. I I haven't even seen. You know what? He might be good. I I've never seen Suicide Squad. I gotta check it out. But, but it doesn't even feel like respect, it's a Joker total movie. Respect. I mean, like, there's no way that he's a focus in that movie. There's like 19 people. You know? Right. So like that already makes it like, why do I care about this Joker? And I just 
discovered that there was like a Joker on um, Gotham. I should have known, but like, there's this whole other Joker. Oh, there's even... a whole other Joker. Were the um, uh, what's his name? Um, Caesar Romero. Romero. Caesar Romero, the the original Joker. Mm-hmm. I'd say he's my second favorite Joker because you got to love Jack as the Joker. Just just yeah. like, where does he get? those wonderful toys and like never rub another man's rhubarb never rub another man's rhubarb yeah uh, let me think uh jack uh hey eckhart you ever yeah. dance with the devil in the pale moonlight you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight <laughs> amazing do you want to go out like nicholson like uh like uh, hooked up to an IV in a medically induced coma because I need to come down from crack before my next movie with Laura Flynn Boyle. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah um, Do you want to die in a coma? <laughs> no, I mean, he's doing good. He's like in Saint Tropez, just like being shirtless and, have, uh, you know, doing his thing. I mean, That's what I'm saying. He's great. Yeah. Never stop working. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, he, I, that's not true. He has stopped working. I read the last interview he did. Like I was kind of like, I think it was like some Playboy or Pro- Rolling Stone, and I was just like, oh man, like, it was rough. <laughs> and he he was just like, yeah, I used to be, uh, you know, just universally attractive. Like I couldn't, nobody could say no to me, like women. And now I'm just a sloppy pile of flesh. She's just like so sad. It's like, oh, that's not the side of the Playboy millionaire seventies excess symbol um, that you want to see. I love it when these guys um, they kind of get a role and it extends their like thing for another 10 years, you know, like, like right. Bat- Batman was kind of that for Nicholson. And then like yeah. t- 10 years later or so, maybe a little less as good as it gets kind of like kept that kind of going, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's the best, but then but, once um, you get the bucket list about Schmidt as well, about Schmidt fucking, brilliant performance but then i'm talking about the hotness you know so by by about schmidt that's when he's kind of like leaning into like you know zombie mouth or whatever you'd call it about schmidt he's amazing oh he's great i'm just talking about the the sex factor okay right right i mean yeah he's he's it's not the it's not the uh, late 70s anymore whatever um yeah um so he's uh yeah and then what 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 movies what movies did he do yeah he did some he did some clunk but then he was like an adam sandler but then he was just like i'm having fun right yeah he got he called his the... age and he was like i wanna have fun <laughs> it's time <laughs> it's, it's been time 30 years have... since witches it's time to do a little fucking comedy <laughs> get me nora right now get me in touch with sandler I got a script called Anger Management. You know, one of my favorite uh, moments in Los Angeles was getting to see Adam Sandler do like that, a taping that was in that special he did for Netflix. Like, oh, two hours. The Dynasty Typewriter? That show, yeah. I didn't get to see that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I couldn't believe Jack it. Nicholson should do a special on Netflix and just sit in a rocking chair and be like, it's been a good life. 
probably right? I should do that. I yeah, should do that. you should do it. I should, like- all right, I promise that I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> Jack Remnant, Jack Nicholson's Broadway show. It's been a jacked up life. It's been a, it's been a jack life. It's been a jacked um, up life. Jack. Yeah. Reminiscing with Jack. It was 1972. I was in Aspen with the Angelica Jack Houston. And, yeah. Just like tell like Coke stories. It'd be really fun. My nose fell off once. I, I don't yeah. like to talk about it, but I had the IV drip to get off the crack. That I had been sticking in my ass all weekend. Remember how much <laughs> much he raised uh, Easy Riders, like from being a terrible movie into being a cool movie. Like you think just, he did? Oh yeah, I love Easy Rider. I mean, I thought he was. I thought everyone's amazing, and he's. I mean, Dennis Hopper, Peter Fonda, they're great too. They're great. I loved it, but it's like a movie to me that felt like it was just kind of like not really that much actually going on. The soundtrack, it was like a soundtrack movie, like Quiana Quatsi. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, I think it's great. It's a great. No, I disagree. I we feel differently about we it. We feel I, differently. I, I like it. I love I, Easy Rider. I think it's great. Period. Well, I, but what I'm saying is Jack Nicholson made me love mm-hmm. the film. His right his guy showing up to me injected a life into the that lawyer movie. humanity yeah. right you know? right that's all i'm saying right well that's what they were searching for they were searching for humanity they're searching for america and you know uh then uh they got uh the dream got blown up in the on highway 66 or whatever i like when they go to that hippie colony yeah you remember that when of they course. go to that like hippie colony and they're just like wow this is what utopia can be like <laughs> um and then 30 years later we see all the cult documentaries and we realize they dodged yeah. a bullet i mean yeah that was they, a, that place was touch and go like for yeah. those women <laughs> yeah. um yeah but um i like easy rider i i watched shampoo last night the hal ashby that's with, a cool movie um warren like Beatty. It? it's funny it's like because it's kind of like this Warren Beatty show that is like he wrote it with Robert Town. I yeah. realized. And it's amazing. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I loved it. It's just a little bit long or something because I was just kind of like, oh, man, how many more how many more like fucks do I get to see this guy? Have to yeah, he to just gets laid. Fucking do. And that's the thing. And it's just like he gets laid and he puts a trance on women and it, I guess it's about Warren Beatty. So ba- it's like the historicity of Warren Beatty being a Hollywood Lothario is baked into that movie in a way that I feel like it made more sense in a different, I don't know, but he, I yeah. guess he's, you just have to be like, this is a handsome, super popular guy, Julie Christie and Goldie Hawn and all these ladies love him. Yeah. Um, but he, he was married to Julie Christie, I think during that time for a while. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's uh... yeah. That's interesting. I I love love love, and I haven't seen. I think I might have only seen it once. McCabe and Mrs. Miller. I've never uh, seen it. That's that's my next movie. Seriously, that I'm watching. Oh great! Yeah, you're baby. in for I'm a fucking a... treat. Oh yeah, lots I'm, of Canada in that one. I love Zhivago. That's a. Great I've never movie. seen that. Doctor Zhivago. Oh man, you got to watch Doctor Zhivago. It's it's amazing. It's a I will sweeping watch that. romance. Omar <laughs> Sharif. But it's like good. It's a great film. I love I, it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm staying in like a sort of 
residency thing on Toronto Island right now, this art residency. So I've listen, got nothing. I, listen, I didn't know there was a Toronto Island, so we're ahead of the game. Yeah, you should come. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a beautiful that's island. What she, that's what she said. That is, yeah, get this in that same In that same intonation. You should come. <laughs> you should come. You should come. You should come. Hey, we're having sex and stuff, and it's fun, but you should come. <laughs> what do you think I'm, Gene Creamers would be telling people to do during the pandemic, your, your iconic Canadian character? Is this a prompt to go into the impression? Yes. Okay, well, uh, now, you know, let's just, I can't, you know, I just did a Jack Nicholson impression, so you'd think I'd just be uh, an impersonator, but I just can't do it. I can't do it, but, you know, it's okay, all right. Uh, I'd say something. I don't have anything queued up, so fuck you. I know, and, this is uh, the thing, it's like I'm making you dance right Yeah, now. you can't make me dance. I don't have anything queued up. No, but I um, guess, you know. Gene Kramer's okay, all right. Like, wouldn't he? It's uh, okay, kids. Do your Probably wagon wheels. <laughs> the, ma the mask would be under the nose, I think, but he'd be wearing it. Look, if if I was Jared Leto, would you be like, um, so Jared, you're known for being a joker. Why don't we talk to Mr. J? <laughs> uh, I would love <laughs> to do that. That's I the know dream. You would. Like, I, I want to institute a society where we can do that. And it's the asked. Well, can that's feel behind the act, uh, the, or rather the actors, James Lipton, the actor's studio. Like, let's meet Austin Powers. Yes, <laughs> that's it. Is I, I've watched a lot of that. So that's absolutely my influence is the late, great James Lipton. Yeah, the best. I mean, a hilarious man. Will Ferrell did a great James Lipton. Right. SNL. <laughs> Yeah, just that was awesome. Overly <laughs> just sanctimonious <laughs> piece of shit. Weirdo. Um, I used to love those shows. Dinner for five. Uh, what's it called? Um, inside the actor's studio. Like anything that was just like combine the famous, like pre-podcast, almost podcast kind of things with yeah. like super famous people. Right. I'm, I've been uh, watching through the Dick Cavett show amazing we watch it's so like, good on oh YouTube. my god there's an incredible groucho marks uh appearance on that. i've watched all of them i've watched all the grouchos he's so good yeah they're so great when he sings the song he sings lydia the tattooed lady he's oh, great yeah i didn't see that i'd like to see that too yeah i mean it's such a great historical document those cavett shows and and it's it's just so interesting seeing the difference between that era where it was like these veterans and a lot of the guests on Dick Cavett were just, you know, masters of some vocation, like not necessarily an actor or yeah, well, they, they had writers and, you know, um, I'm sure uh, other luminaries. Luminaries. It's just luminaries, luminaries you know? Muhammad Ali luminaries. many times. Thank you so very much for listening to my talk with John Daly. It's not over yet. I'm just in interrupting to give you my version of a sponsorship. And today's episode, hopefully, is sponsored by you. Yes, that's right. If you're enjoying this podcast, which I put out multiple times a week um, with the help of producer Andy Lloyd, consider supporting us. We are at 
ko-fi.com. That's ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan, patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan. Or you can go to nickflanagan.bandcamp.com and pick up my album. Next Friday, December 4th, we are, uh, Bandcamp is waiving their fees that day. And I'm pretty sure I will have some goods for you. So with that in mind, that could be a good day for you to contribute. Um, also, if you subscribe, rate, review the podcast, tell a friend, it always really helps. So this is just a quick reminder to say, hey, want to help? Kofi.com slash Nick Flanagan, Patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan. Links will be in the show notes. And now, back to my talk with John Daly. Yeah. Okay, I got to get back to your album now. Abracadab, California, out on Record Store Day, Black Friday, this Friday. It's Wednesday of Thanksgiving. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, so we're all going to have our Zooms with our families. Canadians don't care about Thanksgiving because they're... They have their own Thanksgiving, right? The 14th? Or... But we still have Black Friday for some reason. None of it makes sense. You do have Black Friday because companies are global, bro. Yes, It's that's global it. Black Friday. It's just like, yeah, um, doorbusters are international. Yeah, not, yeah. Oh, not just Americans get to get trampled. No, we all want to be trampled, John. Yeah, who doesn't? That's we what want I, that that's opportunity. What, that's what he said. <laughs> she said, just come. He just said, come. trample you should. You should come. <laughs> hey, um, you should come. <laughs> That's the voice I hear in my head during certain moments. <laughs> um, well, hell yeah, man. So, so everybody buy the record. Yeah. What about this LP though? You have like a long form one, right? So yeah, my record deal I signed with, with uh, Northern Spy over quarantine here and I'm going to put out another record next year and um, it's an LP, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm writing tons of songs and um, I've got a couple duets in there with uh, Colleen Green, me and Cyrus write a bunch of songs. I did a song with my friend Joe Wong, um, got a lot of special guests on it. Um, You're going to work with our yep. friend Nick, Nick Thorburn. Nick Thorburn. I do a song with Nick Thorburn. Yep. Mm, that's called cool. My Friends. Yep. And every song has a sax solo. Every song has sax. I, I would say every song has sax on it. Mm -hmm. Even the country style song, um, Eating Pussy with DJ Khaled. And nice. um, yeah, it's a it's a very sax based album. Well, sex? Sax. And uh, there's, sex, there's sexual mentions. Sure. You mentioned on Damien's podcast that it was going to have like some more sincere songs and... There are a couple sincere songs, yeah. What are those? Uh, you want to spill some of the themes? The sincere I have a song so called Profile Picture. That's, um, that is a duet with me and Colleen Green um, about the sadness of internet dating. It's kind of sweet. And um, yeah, probably the most sincere things that I've ever done in my life. So that's good. <laughs> How long except for take? those? Except for my legendary game show hugs. Yes, those are well-known, sincere oh, yeah. things. Speaking of sincere, you sincerely have two brothers, right? I have two brothers, the best, Matt and Austin. Yeah. And I think I met and one of your brothers, both punks to varying degrees, right? Right. We're both we have punk, been. punk rockers. Yeah. And I went I met one of your brothers at some at I think a party you had at your house. And I'm not trying to brag that, you know, I got that info. Oh. But it is Yeah. Brag. I think um 
Yeah, you must have been there when they were uh, maybe my birthday party. That was probably yes, my birthday it party. was your birthday party. That was it exactly. Right, and nice guys, your brother was like so awesomely unim unimpressed by the entire circumstance. He was, he was unimpressed in what way? Well, he loved you. He loved hanging out, but he was just kind of like I can't really explain it. He was like terse, like he was not really nice to me, but he was just kind of like. Like, yeah, I'm here. Like, whatever. <laughs> right. Oh, that was probably Austin. That sounds like Austin. That's funny. I, I was um, into it. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. Um, but uh, and so are you. Thank you. You've got to give yourself credit there. I, I do. Um, but uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, I remember that party, and I remember parties in the before times. In that's before what I say times. in the before times, pre-COVID. But what um, does the three brother dynamic feel like? This is why I asked you about the three brothers, because I got one sister. So I got a whole other right. thing going on. And you're, yeah. you're the youngest of your uh, of the siblings? I'm the youngest. Yeah. So I was the most abused. And, um, you know, uh, the remote control was always ne was never almost never in my possession unless right. I like got to the TV and like watched it for 15 minutes before my brothers came downstairs and they were just like, give me the fucking remote dude <laughs> watching doctor who. Cause I'm 12 <laughs> or whatever. Right. <laughs> I'm dude, 12 like, dude. <laughs> I'm fucking, 12 dude. Hand it over. You're fucking six. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the dynamic. I mean, and then you, so you just have to be scrappy, you know? Right. So you or have funny. to kind of stand up for funny. yourself, be funny, but also you're being exposed like you're sort of being exposed to a lot of things, you know, rather yeah. than. Well, I, that's yeah. Punk rock was definitely that. And like, yeah, hearing like, you know, I remember hearing ministry for the first time. <laughs> yeah. You being... mentioned that you went to Lollapalooza because your brother's band played and you saw all the bands. Well, that I saw I feel ministry like... with that. By that point, I was just into ministry. But like hearing like old ministry albums where it's just like these synth things that my brothers were into. Yeah. I was just like weird and then but they were into some evil shit like they had yeah they had rain and blood yeah the slayer album i remember seeing that and being scared of it like oh my god this is really evil yeah when i was 13 <laughs> like some know. music's fun evil like motley Crue, you know whatever ozzy but this is really evil <laughs> yeah like when i saw they had that album called south of heaven i was just yeah. like whoa that's that's hell and now i'm like no that's earth that's but, Earth, by the way, Earth and Hell, and right. it's not neither are technically South, so they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, they it's really like aren't. Eventually, it about, goes back to Heaven. Anyway, it's a little South line. to Heaven. Okay, <laughs> yeah. well, well, let's talk about what uh, directions there are in Heaven because there's no. <laughs> You're in the Great Plasmic Void, dude. That's uh, up that's down. what the Saint Peter is going to say to Carrie King when he shows up. You're in the Great Plasmic Void, dude. Welcome. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Um, that's so funny, but, uh, yeah, uh, I, I got attracted to all that sort of anything that was subversive to me. I don't know what it was, but yeah, like Slayer to me was scary, but I was a poser and I actually bought a South of heaven t-shirt that was really cool to me before. I don't think you were a poser. You were a, in band, you were in punk rocker. You were in bands, but I always felt like a poser, you know? Like, well, yeah, you have imposter syndrome. Yeah, I was actually going to ask if you have any elements of that because you're so quick to kind of like play down your punk 
stuff, you know? My punk stuff? Because, well, I wasn't, uh, I was more into theater and being, uh, like, acting and stuff. But? Comedy. But? I don't understand what you're getting at. No, I don't know. I just felt in that music thing, you were, like, kind of, like, edging away. You didn't want to be associated with things that you did know about. Maybe you were scared, but you knew about them. In the as, as a child, you're saying, yeah, your brothers. Bro, this is some Barbara Walters shit. This is I'm getting, right here, man. This is this is getting definitive. Mo- um, modeled on WTF. Um. Okay. Well. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't totally know because I. I felt like I had to take my own path and get into my own thing because I wasn't into like, you know, I wasn't into starting a band like. Yeah. I was into whatever. I got into comedy. And then started doing improv and theater, and I got super into that. So punk rock, like I got into it, like I liked it, and but it was like, it was just how I grew up. I felt like that was the it was very normal. Yeah, well, that's I mean, you know, that's something that I, I kind of felt like in common though is is, you know, I loved all that stuff too. It just felt like it was all around me, so I wasn't really able to zone in necessarily on one specific thing personally and even though i was doing um some of all that shit it was it never felt like i I would like see other people and think somehow they were what they were doing was like more legit or more involved and and um, okay right right that's that imposter syndrome and maybe it sure yeah i mean everyone's i definitely have that yeah sure i've i've had you or i I guess you get it. It's almost like deja vu because you kind of go like, oh, whoa, what am I doing? I'm, is this cool? Is this right. cool? I'm, I'm just doing the thing that I think is good. Is that cool? Wow. <laughs> they're buying this. They're still buying this. It's crazy. I must be about to get fired. I've definitely yeah. felt like that before. Like in my first couple movies, definitely. I was like, oh, my God. So I can just do what I do at bars and it's cool or whatever. But, yeah, you kind of get over it after a while. Sure. Um, and, and the thing about that too is just like I think about you getting into um, acting and stuff, and then and then combining that with improv, and that's in a lot of right. ways like you know. Well, I think that I feel like an imposter. I think I gravitate towards going towards things where I feel like an imposter in order to learn because I feel like an imposter when I'm learning or entering something like throwing myself into doing music and making an album, getting a record deal, and all this stuff. Uh-huh. has made me feel imposter syndrome again because I've been kind of like, what the fuck am I doing at times? <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, I'm making funny songs and it's being a comedian. So, and then when I toured, it really, when I toured last year, it really um, made me go like, oh, this is just, I mean, essentially like I wanted to have an act, you know, I wanted to have a touring act so I could go to rock clubs and tour and comedian do and do comedy clubs too. So it's like, I just wanted to be able to tour, like, because everyone tours, and I was just kind of like, fuck. And I'm not a stand-up, really. I do characters live, and mm-hmm. I do do stand-up in between my stuff, but I also, like, in my live show, open up for myself as a character, and, you know, hopefully it's good, and, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that's great. Like, imposter syndrome as a means of challenging yourself is... Well, yeah, and I think it's it's it's, like... Yeah, it's, it's challenging yourself, but also it was like, it was a pretty practical challenge. It was like, oh, I've always wanted to do this. So there's that. I've always wanted to do music. 
there's I have a proficiency at saxophone for whatever reason because I've played it since I was a kid and I already make music with Cyrus so yeah no, the, it's all the there. Chili Peppers song I was making like joke songs so I was just like oh I'll just go like full on for this and no matter what I'll have like a fucking amazing live show and that's kind of happened and now this record deal is like crazy and on top of that is great great you know like I'm very proud of it but I still feel like oh my god like what is this <laughs> would you um, do a quarantine era tour live tour like would you break Quartor tour mass no mass tour 20 no mass 2021 yeah no maskless 2021 yeah January 1st start the tour start I mean we've got um, that going on here It'll be a John Daly rally. I'll just call it a rally. <laughs> the John Daly rally. We have a yeah. comedian here who's trying to be like the no mask comedian. It's kind of funny to watch. Are you serious? You oh, mean yeah. he's like going like, fuck, like what's he doing? Well, like, it started, what? I think that this guy like would do these like pop-up shows in a park without like telling anybody. So like there would be people in a park and they'd just like deal with like a bunch of comedians being like, you ever like have a girl say to you, just come and then you do and then they're, then they're covered in stuff and you know, like just like gross, okay. you know, but and, and is the point of it to not wear masks? Like, I don't get Well, it. yeah, that's the thing is it wound up escalating. Like people got mad at him for like having just a random kind of like a mildly offensive out of nowhere show. And right, then he right. would post a video that was like, look at this Karen look at this Karen getting mad at me. And then it escalated to like, Oh, so he's let, like doing a thing where he's like, fuck you. Yeah. It's one of those I'm this guy. I'm doing it. And then it, and now it's fully on like lockdowns. Why should we be having lockdowns? Come on. We're killing small business. And it's like, yeah, we are killing small business. This is a huge I, problem, but the answer well, is not, you know, some magical pretend it's not happening. Business opening. You know? Well, just, just feel better about the world by just the fact that that guy who's doing that probably has imposter syndrome too. <laughs> that guy what am I doing? is probably like, am I really the guy? <laughs> no, am I really, am I really, do I deserve this, man? Am I working hard enough on these jokes, man? Like, <laughs> man, I was so am I last night at the rally. Man, some like dude I saw last night had a way fucking more um, uh, cynical, uh, uh, way to deal, like think about masks, and I just feel like a fucking. Should sellout. I be wearing a mask? <laughs> Should I be wearing a mask? You know That's... what? I'm going back to masks, man. I feel like a fucking fraud, dude. I'm a fraud. It's <laughs> on the mask. It's over. Yeah, I'm going full white power, man. I... <laughs> and then he starts to. Feel... He just does every horrible, apparent, you know, comedy podcast trope. Um, <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I gotta go. I'm so sorry, but um. Oh, this is perfect. Let's um, let's. I love you. You're the best. Thanks I for love doing you too, this. man. Um, sorry, I had to wrap it up. But no, I, no, no. You got to do it, or go. else it could just go forever. And then, then I have to shop for tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's the yeah. big day. You're gonna do your Thanksgiving Zoom. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so me I, and my my girlfriend are gonna do uh, Thanksgiving. That's cute. That's nice. It's cute. Well. Introduce me. Introduce All right. me to her. After, All right. You know. I'll send you a bunch of pictures of her. Please do. I'll send you a bunch of pictures. Congrats on the albums. Thanks, buddy. Anything else you want to promote? Say. Check out my live streams.
Check out the on John Instagram, Daly Instagram, John Daly Graham, J-O-N-D-A-L-Y Graham. And then follow, him on follow Twitter. me on Twitter, J-O-N-D-A-L-Y. You got it. That's it, man. All right. Take care. Bye, buddy. Later, bro. Hello. That was my talk with John, John Daly. We have slight disagreements about Easy Rider, but we have a lot of agreements as well. He is so funny. I laughed so much talking to him. Uh, it's nice talking. It's nice talking to these people, you know, and having laughs. I love it. Anyway, John was very nice to me when I first moved to LA, and that will always be appreciated. And we saw, we watched Killer Joe together in the theater. Just a little fun fact, a little thank you for getting to the end of the episode. Gave you some trivia. So if there's ever a trivia question on one of your Zoom trivias saying, hey, what movie did John and Nick see? Answer, Killer Joe. Directed by William Friedkin. <laughs> so be sure you support John by checking out Abracadabra-lifornia. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. His new single, the B-side, the A-side is his RHCP uh parody so funny and then the back is his Lil Xan di diss track also great and you can also go to um, John Dailygram on Instagram to see his Instagram lives as he said or to John Daly on Twitter uh, Northern Spy Records is where you will find his album and the 7 inches so you can also subscribe to this podcast throw us that ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan donation Always appreciated and never unappreciated. And we're Nick Flan Weekly on Twitter, Nick Flanagan Weekly on Instagram. Thanks. Have a good week. Have a good year. Have a good life. Oh, man. Nick. Oh, God. Flanagan. Oh, Weekly. Oh, man. Nick Flanagan Weekly.